0: Pastor Xavier Reese, and the ultimate gift for your wish list.
1: The wise men asked Herod,
0: where is he who has been
1: born King of the Jews? They're not asking if he was born, they're asking where is he? He has been born, for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. This is the goal, ladies and gentlemen, It's about coming to worship the Savior of the
0: world. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Whether it's braving the crowds of the Black Friday sales or displaying the best decorations in the neighborhood, there are many who go to great lengths to ensure their Christmas is the merriest of all. Yet it was the wise men from the East who are best known for traveling great lengths in pursuit of the Star of Bethlehem. But coming up, Pastor Xavier illustrates with the ruling king of the day that there are also those who put high on their wish list, ridding the true reason for the season. Today's Simple Truths Holiday Study is entitled Wise People Seek Jesus. Let's listen. When
1: political correctness first uh, reared its ugly head in America, it was a bit comical. But now we see clearly that it's not that funny as much as it is dangerous and filled with destructive agendas against everything that is moral, ethical, traditional, and good. Everything seems innocent at first, but if left unchecked, it progresses and it's evil. That everything has value and equal in diversity except Christianity. There's value in everything except in what is good, which is the base of Christianity. One of the main objectives of political correctness is to remove um, every sign, symbol, institution, and celebration of Christmas in the name of Jesus from the public forum. So the advocates of political correctness want everyone to say, Happy Holidays. Well, what holidays are you referring to? Who are we trying to not remember? What occurred in the past that you don't want us to celebrate? And why are they so important and repeated every year? It's real simple. The Bible is very clear to tell us that Jesus, the Son of God, was born into the world to redeem the world from sin. This is the only reason for the season. It's called Christmas. Now, Jesus most likely was not born in December. Don't get freaked out. (laughs) It's too cold for the shepherds to be out there. Probably September, October. The Bible doesn't give us a date. It tells of a day when the Savior of the world was born according to prophecy And he divides the time between B.C. and A.D., which all the academicians want to change to C.E. now. They want to wipe everything out. The Bible is God's word that reveals the absolute truth in contrast to the words of men that are absolute lies when they contradict the absoluteness of God's words. And the founders of America understood this simple truth. One put it this way. To our founding fathers, it was a foregone conclusion that the Bible was the center and source of all ultimate truth. The Bible was the most quoted source of all their writings, and it was from that platform of truth that they established a republic promising liberty and justice for all. Without absolute confidence and faith in the Bible, our nation could not have been born. Engraved on their hearts was the deep conviction that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. They knew that. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, it says. When mankind follows and believes the words of God, he is wise. When he rejects it, he becomes a fool while thinking he is wise. So in view of this, Let's look at Matthew's account of the wise men who came after the birth of Jesus, and it unfolds for us in three movements. Let me read Matthew 2 1 through 12. And after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people gathered together, he inquired them where the Christ might be born or was to be born. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judah, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasuries, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then... Being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. The account of the wise men after the birth of Jesus, according to Matthew, unfolds in three movements. First, we have the wise men, they came seeking out the king of the Jews in verse 1 to 3. Secondly, we have the wise men were sent out to locate the king of the Jews in verses 4 through 8. And third, the wise men found the king of the Jews in verse 9 through 12. It begins with the wise men coming to seek out the king of the Jews in verse 1 through 3. Take note in verse 1, the arrival of the wise men was to Jerusalem. Not New York, not Los Angeles, not London, not Mecca, but the land of Israel. The wise men came after Jesus was born. This is a considerable amount of time as we're going to see. The announcement of the birth of Jesus came by the angel Gabriel, as you know, when he first came to Mary in Matthew 1, 18 through 20, and then to Joseph, while they were betrothed in that one-year espousal period, which was considered as legitimate marriage, even though they had not consummated the wedding, and if there was any change of mind or unfaithfulness, you would have to get a legal divorce, even though you hadn't consummated the marriage. He said, and, he, and the angel told Joseph not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife, for that which was conceived in hers was of the Holy Spirit. The child born to her was named Jesus, that was also given in Matthew one twenty one through twenty three, fulfilling Isaiah seven fourteen. The um, name Jesus means that he would save his people from their sins, according to the prophecy of Isaiah. And Jesus, as you know, means Yahweh of salvation. The um, Greek name Jesus is the name in the Hebrew of Joshua. Joshua is a contraction of Yahweh Shua, Jehovah's salvation. All three means that God would save sinful man. Joseph obeyed, as you know, and he married Mary in Matthew 1, 24-25, and he did not know her sexually until after the birth of Jesus. That's why she's called the Virgin Mary. She was blessed among women, not above women. She was chosen by God. She yielded herself to God. And God honored her. Thank God for Mary. But she was a sinner just like anybody else. And she needed to call on the Savior. And she declares this in Luke's account of the visitation. My Lord and my Savior, she says. Now, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, house of bread, according to the scriptures. We're going to see this as Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Inerrant, infallible scriptures inspired by God. The greatest thing about prophecy is it declares the end from the beginning. It gives specific events, specific names, specific times, hundreds of years, thousands sometimes before it happens because God knows the end from the beginning. That's what makes the Bible unique, okay? There's no other book like it. Bethlehem was five to six miles south of Jerusalem. Some of you have been to Israel with us. You can remember the trip down there. And uh, Rachel was buried there. Uh, Genesis 35, 19 tells us. Ruth lived there. Ruth 1 tells us. And David's home was in Bethlehem, 1 Samuel 16. So Bethlehem is a very important city for all its history, let alone the culmination of the birth of the Messiah. Now the wise men came notice in the days when Herod, the king reigned. He is said to be king, a title that he constantly sought for through Rome, but never was recognized as king by the Jews. Uh, Herod, as we'll see, is a type of the natural man, always striving. We've all been around the block a couple of times, I presume, and we were uh, many years in the world, and we know how men and women plot to get positions of power to manipulate their life. Whatever we have to do, we do. We begin sort of as innocent sinners, and then we become very mature sinners once we learn the rules. Time just makes us better sinners. He was uh, Herod the Great, the son of Antipater and Idumean. He reigned for 37 years in Judah from the time that he was made king in the country there by Rome. When our Lord was born, the scepters, you know, had literally departed from Judah. Uh, Foreigners were now in control and on the throne, Rome. Genesis 49 tells us, I believe, verse 10. When the scepter departs, the scepter was the authority to rule themselves. And remember, they had to get permission to put Jesus to death because they didn't have the authority. So literally, the Messiah would come during that time when they no longer had rule and reign over their own matters. Very specific. The trip was about 1,200 miles, a long journey. Now, notice the wise men came from the east to Jerusalem. They're called wise men. The word is magos, the root word from which means great. But it came to mean magician, soothsayer, or diviner, associated with astrology. You also find it in Matthew 2.1 and other places. Now, the Magi's aren't celebrated so much here in American tradition, but like in other countries, uh, when I was um, in Mexico City when I lived there, uh, you know, we would have Christmas on the 24th, and the 24th, the, uh, the eve, is the most important uh, for the tradition of the family, and then you get presents again on the 6th for the Magi's, okay? So you get a double whammy down there, okay? We don't celebrate it here. Now, they came from the east, probably Midia, Or Persia, modern-day Iran. Amazing. Now, look at verse 2. The inquiry of the wise men at Jerusalem is given to us, and the wise men asked Herod, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They're not asking if he was born. They're asking, where is he? He has been born. How interesting that people from abroad had to come to Jerusalem to let him know he was born. What an incredible irony that we who have been blessed by God and our money says in God we trust all our documents, all our monuments over our nation says in God we trust in our history. And now the world is sending missionaries to evangelize America. How ironic. The question implies there has been an announcement. The scriptures were known in Babylon Nineveh, Persia, by men like Daniel, Jonah, and others. The scriptures were recognized in all those regions. The wise men told Herod, For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. This is the goal, ladies and gentlemen. Christmas is not just about presents, about feeling good. It's about coming to worship the Savior of the world. His star could refer to the prophecy of Balaam regarding the Messiah in Numbers 24, 17. They saw from the east traveling west, they came to worship, proskenio, which means to kiss the hand, to fall on one's knees, to touch the ground with one's forehead, a customary position of reverence before one who is greater than oneself. This is the least and the only thing you can do before Jesus Christ. He was not just a man. He was God who became man, the Savior of the world. Allah is not the God of the Bible. Don't let anybody tell you that. Krishna has not resurrected from the dead. Buddha is still in his tomb. Only Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. No one else. Nowhere are we told that there are three wise men, by the way. It's just tradition. We usually conclude it because there were three gifts. Could have been one. Could have been ten. Could have been a hundred. There were three gifts. But it doesn't tell us there were three wise men. The mission of the wise men disturbed Herod, notice in verse 3. And by the way, tradition gives us certain names of the wise men, even though the scriptures don't give it to us. Casper, Melchor, and Belshazzar. <laughs> Where did we get them? From thin air, from men's traditions, that's all. In verse 3, the mission of the wise men would disturb Herod. Notice, the response of Herod was that when he heard these things, he was troubled. The word troubled means agitated, perplexed. He was on the throne that he had uh, sought all his life. He worked hard for it. He had no room for a rival to eclipse him. He alone wanted to be on that throne. He was not going to let anyone remove another king. Wow. He had no room for Jesus. He wanted nobody to rule over him. Notice the consequence of his agitation carried over to all at Jerusalem. He, Herod the Great, was a complete madman, if you know his history. Paranoid of losing his throne, so he killed many of his own wives as well as children. In fact, he imprisoned a group of individuals to be executed the minute that he died to ensure that there would be someone grieving at the time of his death. That's one way to handle your funeral arrangements. That's how crazy he was. But remember, he's a politician, Next time you hear politicians on TV, think of Herod. Notice the King Herod had no answer for the wise men. He was ignorant about the birth of the Messiah. He was living for self and power. The postmodern age that we live in, nice, beautiful name, is a very empty age that we're entering of no absolutes, relativism, amoral good is bad bad is good subjectivism you fill in the blank don't make no judgment it's an empty study history the french revolution renaissance the enlightenment period the revolution of the french where you threw everything out america's in that position right now it's very dangerous position you become the emptiest you're seeking pleasure You're seeking to write your own check. This is the philosophy of our nation. Write whatever you want in the check. Any amount you want, because it doesn't matter. Nothing has value. Thomas Jefferson declared, and I'm quoting, "'Can the liberties of a nation be thought secure "'if we have removed their only firm basis? "'That basis is a conviction in the minds of the people,' that these liberties are a gift from God, that they are not to be violated, but with his wrath. This nation began trusting and looking to God. It has progressively moved away from God. We have removed God from our public school system, from the public forum. Are we to incur this event without the wrath of God? According to our founding father, no. wise man. Wise. Every person who does not know Jesus as their Lord is like Harris sitting on their throne, the throne of their own lives. You and I used to be there. By God's grace, we heard the gospel and we changed our mind about ourselves. That was a good day. Listen to me carefully. You are the worst investment you invest in yourself all your life and it's you you are your worst investment the best investment is to give your life to jesus so then you can invest your life in people to reach him with the gospel these type of people like Harry, they love to exercise authority and to be recognized that's where the world flies i mean everybody's a start today to the common person who has their own little uh Facebook page, they take pictures of themselves, they make comments about themselves, they think they have their own television program, you live for self and pleasure, the Epicureans in Acts 17, right, let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die, wow, you and I were there, you know how empty it is, (laughs) it's like the commercials on TV, they're selling you a bill of goods, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. It's a miracle that we can understand the Scriptures, the miracle that we bowed our knee to God. It's a miracle when you live for God. It's not because we're so good. It's because we're good for nothing, and we recognized it. And God saved us by His grace. So though we should have compassion for the lost, we need to also understand their arrogance and pride against God. There are many people in our nation now that if they hear anything about Jesus or that a person acknowledges their need of repentance from sin, they go crazy like Herod. The very same people will be open to the possibilities of extraterrestrial beings from another planet and they will be thought to be wise and intelligent. These individuals will accept anyone's belief in any form of religion, be via reincarnation, pantheism, new age. And they'll be thought great and admired. Amazing to me. But if you tell them the good news of the gospel, that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, and he died to forgive us of our sins... And their need to repent, they will go absolutely bonkers. Intolerable. Now, you can have a conversation about ET and reincarnation, and two people will be civil. But if you mention Jesus, that doesn't fly. That is not tolerable. Now I'm intolerant. John 3. 19 through 21 says, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are, were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they may have be done in God. This describes you and myself if we're born again but we're not born again because we're good as I said but because we believe that the gospel and what it says that I am a sinner separated from God because of sin and that he died for my sin to save me if I will acknowledge my sinfulness God doesn't force anybody to go to heaven but he invites you to go to heaven an invitation is only valid if you accept it the wise men came seeking out the king of the Jews at Jerusalem Maybe you're religious. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. Maybe you came for a nice Christmas message. Well, God's going to knock on the door of your heart, and you're going to have to make a decision. Is He God or is He not God? Is He a Savior or He's not a Savior? That decision will determine where you spend eternity.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese with an invitation to enter the kingdom of heaven by way of the King of Kings, today on Simple Truths. Now, we're only partway through this message with plans to conclude it next time. But if you've missed any part of the program, you can hear it again any time by logging on to CalvaryChapelPasadena.com and clicking on the radio tab. You can also pick up a CD copy of this message as well. And the title you want to ask for is Wise People Seek Jesus. As usual, it's available on CD for only $4. And make sure you pass on this study to a friend in your church or Bible study when you're through. So once again, the title to ask for is, Wise People Seek Jesus. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make a request by phone, call 800-926-1485.